Hey, hey, what is up, beautiful people? My name is Coach Martinez. I am Maria Bunt, your mindset BFF. Hey, you, you got it right this time. I got it right. Okay, legit true story. We literally had a five-minute conversation, the three of us, thinking we were live. And then we're like, wait, are we even live? <laughs> I know. I didn't see the count. There's normally like a red marker there that says you're, you're live. And there was nothing there. I'm like, I don't think we're live. Oh my gosh, thank goodness though we didn't do the 30 minutes and then we're like, wait, did we just have a 30 minute conversation really and don't even <laughs> not right? Oh my gosh. But I do have to let you know that the first intro, Maria did botch it. I totally botched it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely hundred percent. But we have a we have a, a guest today and she her name is Sandra. Sandra. <laughs> now, Sandra, let me see if I can get it right. Don't tell me. Sandra works with words. She is a content creator and an editor. No, <laughs> you totally botched it. Did I? Copywriter works with small businesses, strategizes, and does marketing. But that's what I said, though. That so content I translated. Creator for is is a different is different than a copywriter. What's the difference? A content creator um, does blogs and articles. A copywriter does more like sales copy, web pages, landing pages. No, I know, but like if 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 I was to hire you to create content, would you be able to do it? I would, but that's not how I identify myself first because my my major focus is writing sales copy. Get it right, Miguel. I know. Clap, okay. clap, clap on your face. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so this is the last time we're having two girls and one guy in a podcast. <laughs> I got you, Sandra. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so this is Sandra. So Sandra is a, is a phenomenal, phenomenal person. I've known her for a very while, uh, for a long time. And she actually, she, we, we're, we're all a part of the same faith. But Sandra is a prime, a perfect example of a having a successful family and a successful business. And so she's actually helping MTC Life as well get to the next stage. Uh, so we just uh, today we're going to be talking about family and success, and we just decided to have her on board promote her what she does and talk about her kind of like road to success and kind of see if we can all see the same viewpoints and stuff like that so right so what you asked a very good question what was it well actually because we had a little like 10 minutes of prepping beforehand <laughs> you know what i would just would love if sandra could share her story share your story about what you were telling us with regards to your family uh being a working mom having sort of the family dynamics that you've had so maybe our viewers can can sure. connect with you sure sure so um basically that what prompted the conversation was maria asked me um if you could have family and uh, career successfully at the same time. And my experience has been that I think there's a time to focus on family when it's needed. And then there's a time to focus on career for me personally. Um, and it's because though, having a, a husband and one child with um, both of them with um, pretty serious health issues, one um, has epilepsy, so they have seizures um, that are not controlled. Um, and then the other has uh, kind of a rare autoimmune disorder that from birth that requires, uh, we've been patient at sick kids for 18 years, tons, five different specialists being seen, all that kind of stuff. So life was super busy. And there are many moments where things were very difficult. And so um, basically during that period of my life, being the breadwinner, focusing on a career wasn't a priority, making sure we were fed, 
Um, everybody was loved. People had the help they needed. That was the priority at that time. And now I'm at a stage in my life where that's not as um, things have kind of gotten better. They, you know, the, the children are older. They don't need me as much. And so just very recently, I've been able to make the transition of now I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And now I just things kind of lined up and it felt like it was time to make the right move. So, <laughs> so that's why for me, <laughs> it's it was very I couldn't do it all. Like I needed yeah. to support my family. And there's so much you have to learn as an entrepreneur. It takes a ton of time. There's a huge learning curve. And so what I was doing, though, um, I would get up really early and I would study and I would learn what I wanted to, like how to run a business, how to market. How to, so I was, I was developing skills that I knew and I wanted to apply later in my life. So this is where, okay, so so this is where, I, it's not that I disagree, but I believe there is a different mindset. Like, so for example, it, you didn't just stop trying to be an entrepreneur. You didn't just put that and put it off to the side and solely focus on family. Your majority of your time was focused on family, 80, 90%. But you were still, even if it was 5%, even if it was 1%, you were still focusing on a future aspirations, future mm -hmm. goals of being an entrepreneur. So I personally, to me, that's success. Mm -hmm. right because when everything when your family was being taken care of and in the future you were okay my family doesn't need me anymore then now you can shift time like um a distribution right mm -hmm. and so but i think you can i think you can do both even if it's one percent even that one percent is contributing to your success mm -hmm. at the end of the day right because think of it the other way around Let's say you focused only 100% on your family for whatever reason, same situations, but you know what? I can't wake up on time. I, I, I don't want to learn. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do all that. Then now on a stage where your family is taken care of, right? And you would be so far behind because now you're starting from ground zero because you didn't dedicate that 1%. Mm -hmm. So personally, I think you can. I think you can do both. It's just a matter of proper time management and time allocation that will eventually contribute to your success in either or. I think, I, well, what I was thinking when you guys were both talking, I was thinking it's the, so important to define what success is mm -hmm. because success is so different yep. for everybody else, right? Yep. And sometimes we envision our success based on what we've accomplished. And I think it's so yeah. easy for all of us to, okay, I'm like in point A, once I hit point B, I am accomplished. But really the success is every day. So Sandra, I have to celebrate you because yeah. I don't know if I would have been able to deal with all the stuff that you that you had to go through mm -hmm. um it was and you know being an entrepreneur myself and knowing how scary it is and how it's not even that you're dealing with the learning curve you're dealing with your own emotions you're dealing with your own self-belief and you're trying to manage all that plus learn plus family mm -hmm. so yeah. kudos to you seriously mm -hmm. you rocked it i'm like <laughs> i'm like see i'm at awe right here right i have to say that i was one of her biggest inspirations <laughs> <laughs> so really, Miguel is like, you're welcome, Sandra. I, I, I could say something, but I won't. <laughs> what is Seriously, Miguel, get off your high oh, horse. It's not a high horse. Okay. <laughs> if you must know something, Miguel has this big old, I envisioned this white horse that he just likes to get on and he's like, watch me shine. 
it poops out unicorn uh, oh my god <laughs> seriously <laughs> as it flies in the air yeah i really santa though i have to like i kind of have to i don't know i'm conflicted here because i think that sometimes in some seasons of life you sometimes just have you're surviving and sometimes yeah. it's okay to survive it's okay to go through life and just feel sometimes overwhelmed, right? I mean, it's not okay. You don't want to feel it that way. But at the same time, if you are feeling that way, there is hope. Yeah. And it's not like if you're feeling that way, it'll never get better. So I think there are seasons of life. I think there's also the opportunity that if you didn't do it in the past, that you can do it in the future. You know, yeah. this world is not about like limited opportunity. Like if you missed your boat years ago, you're not going to do it again. Yeah, but right. rather now you have all that life experience that you can apply to your business, mm -hmm. to your new life that you're trying to create. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that it's never too late. Yeah. I think that you have to deal with a whole bunch of life like crises sometimes. And I think that sometimes you can feel unsuccessful in one area and be really successful in the other or have it both. But it yeah. really goes back to kind of your thoughts and your mindset. Yeah, there is, there is a business principle called a uh, season of separation, right? <clears throat> and so uh, it's, it's, it's that it's you, you can't, if you chase too many chickens, and we've talked about this in the past, the right? Chicken theory. Go the, ahead, the, share the chicken theory. Sandra doesn't know the chicken theory. You, know, you don't know the chicken theory? <laughs> no. It's a well-famous principle coined by your right here, it, this right man here. right here. So, so I served a mission for. Stop it! <laughs> I didn't coin it, but I, tell tell the world this I, is Miguel Martinez's world, the chicken theory. The chicken theory. So I served a mission for for our church for our, for our faith, right? Uh, and then I served in Puerto Rico, and there was this one. Uh, there was this one member in my third area. He had, uh, he, he got paralyzed. No, not paralyzed. He went through a stroke. And th so half of his body just did not work properly, right? His face kind of drooped on one side. His hands was like this, right? And he walked with a limp. So kind of literally like one side of his body was just like out of commission. And so members would always go to his house. And he had a chicken farm in the back. And members would go to his house at uh, the beginning. So every Monday, uh, they would kill a chicken. And they would prep all the meals for him for the entire week. And um, so then all he would have to do is just reheat it instead of cooking from 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 scratch, right? <clears throat> Anyways, these particular members were away on vacation. And so the uh, the the bishop, the, the leader, the congregational leader said, um, you know, we need somebody to go over at Mano Hernandez's house and, and you know, and prep his meals. And mm -hmm. so I didn't know that it involved killing a chicken. <laughs> You got there and you're like, oh, no. what? So this is the very same story I, I used to pick up my wife. Just to let you know exactly what I'm about to tell you. It's the very same strategy that I use. It's, it's going to get really gross. Are you ready? If you're oh watching, God. it's going to get really gross. And that's that's when she said yes. And so, no, <laughs> she, she was so, she wanted to get away from me. Like, anyways, I could see it in her face and I just could not stop because I committed <laughs> to the story already, right? Okay, please do share. Tell us. And so, anyways, and so I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, we'll go and prep his. I love cooking. We'll go prep, right? Anyways, we get there, and he has this package, sealed package of brand new knife. And he did like this entire ceremony, right? And he's like, you're playing music in the background, and he's like opening up the package, and he's like, he's like this virgin knife for you. And I'm like, <laughs> so it's like an offering. It is. Like, what is happening, right? And he goes, uh, you know, where, what are we cooking? He goes, oh, you just have to go grab a chicken and, and then go prep it. In my mind, it's a frozen chicken, right? There's a freezer in the back. 
I get there and it's nothing but live chickens. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so everything's starting to hit. Oh, no. There's this brand new knife. Go get the chicken in the back. And then I'm like, ah, oh, la gran. And so we looked at my companions like, well, we're committed. Let's, let's do this. Right. And so we get there. Oh, this is, hopefully it's not about our podcast. Uh, no. And so we get there. And then all of a sudden we spend like at least 10, 15 minutes chasing down a chicken and we would chase one chicken and then another one would go by like, oh that one and then we would go that one and grab it and try and grab it and they're fast like they know what's about to happen so they don't want you know so we're doing we're doing all of this and whatever and so uh and he goes like you're not going to catch any he goes focus all your energy on one chicken right and then eventually that chicken's going to do one of two things it's going to get tired and or make a mistake and exactly what happened so we picked the plumpiest one and then we started chasing it, chasing it, chasing. And you can see it started like breathing heavier and heavier and heavier. And then it went into a corner and it just like, it knew, like it didn't have anywhere to run. And literally all we did was just walk over and just grab it. And then we flipped it upside down, <laughs> cut its neck, oh my gosh. blood gushing in. <laughs> the spare us the details. Plucked it, then... went, went inside his uh, Okay. And then... <laughs> Seriously, you, honestly. This <laughs> is what happened with Tegan. And Tegan the entire... You told her the whole thing. The whole what? thing. How I had to like slit okay. the uh, the one of the legs and whatever. Okay, we don't need to like go into detail. And peel the skin back, and I had to like oh go in from behind. I am so surprised you're married. Like I I'm know. so surprised. Seven that kids actually... later. I know. Seven... I'm like I'm shocked. Tell her that you know about the chicken story. <laughs> I'm gonna see what she says. But the theory there is that if you chase too many chickens, you're not gonna catch any, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I agree with you. I think sometimes there's a season of separation in the sense of that you have to like put something off to the side or just wait a little bit and just chase one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, however, if you're able to at least dedicate one percent into something else that you are that you would like to accomplish, right? Like yeah. that whole the atomic habit. Yeah, 1% at a time, right? Just 1% at a time. If you can just focus on 1% of something else, yeah. right, that doesn't take up the majority of your time, then uh, then you can, uh, yeah, then eventually when you can dedicate more, that 1% will, if it compounds, and now if, when it does, yeah, it'll turn to two and then four and then eight. And then, you know, you just start dedicating more time, right? But mm -hmm. I'm a big believer it's just at least 1% dedicated to something else. Yeah, but it can be a hundred percent. Sometimes, like you're right, you just have to drop, but it should you shouldn't park there. You should keep moving. Yeah, yeah I agree. I definitely agree. So, tell me something. Do you do you both believe that? Okay, so let's talk about this unicorn. I feel like the unicorn is always achieving that life balance, right? A lot of people are like, "Oh, I just want balance in my life." Do you think that that is something that's achievable? What is it? Start again. Life balance. Can you really have life balance? Is it is it something that is doable? It is something, or are we chasing a chicken? Are we chase? Is it like the unicorn? I think it's chasing a whole bunch too many chickens. <laughs> I personally think that it's from, and this is just the way I operate. Yeah. Is I like to focus on just a few things, um, and so that means that um, achieving the life balance. I don't think is really so define it because I, th I don't think I don't think we're talking about the same thing because and this is I think one of the reasons why the world's having a problem you'll make it you'll say a statement under a definition that you're under the uh under the assumption of I hear that statement but I have a different definition and that's so then and so then we're not arguing on the statement we're arguing on the definition okay. and then that's when people 
can't relate. They can't, they can't communicate. Okay. So define what, what do you mean life balance? So what I think, what I used to think, I don't think this anymore. I used to think the life balance was having like this perfect amount of time allocated to everything and being able to accomplish everything successfully. What do you think? Like what, what is your definition of life balance? For me, life balance, the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, is time management. It's just being able to be good at allocating. So I got called into the, uh, into the bishopric, right? <clears throat> and then when the stake president, so for those who don't know what we're talking about, in our church, there's a leadership. I don't want to say hierarchy, but it's just a leadership, order of leadership. And uh, I was called to be in this position that that allows me to help pretty much the entire congregation. Um, and then one of the things that the state president said, when you're at home, you're at home. And I've heard that statement before when I was working at Syntas, this, this, this company. And they would always say, try not to bring your work home. Because mm -hmm. this whole chase of success, there's something was called the President's Club. And if you hit certain numbers, you would get trips and all these different things. So when you're work, you work. <clears throat> but when you're at home, you're home. So I think it's just about time management. If I'm down here, my kids know it that, you know, dad, daddy's going to be down here for two hours. I'm your dad in, in spirit and in theory and by blood. But while I'm down here, I'm coach Martinez trying to do something, right? Just I'll come out in two hours and that kind of thing. And if they can respect that and I can respect that, I've told them I'm only going to be down here for two hours <clears throat> versus that two hours turning into six hours where's daddy, then I think that's when you, yeah, I think that's when the problem begins. It's have you always had that? I Like, have you always had that thought process? Oprah, Oprah's the one. I'm not, I don't want to say I'm a big fan of Oprah. Get I on like, your horse. <laughs> Get on your horse, Michael. Seriously, Michael's like, no, I don't, that's not me. No. It's okay, Sandra, me and you got each other, right? Because I'm like, <laughs> this is the this last guy. time this is happening. <laughs> no, it's the, uh, um, Oprah said, allocate time if it's family allocate time to family. She said she has, this is something that I learned of her and I do like her, like whatever. Um, she has a calendar and then she puts in, um, she'll put in a blank week calendar and she'll put in family, personal gym and all these different things. And whatever time is left, she'll fill it in with business. So then if I have scheduled here to take my wife to the movies and you're you know, Jennifer Lopez trying to book an interview with me. Right. And I'm like, let me take a look at my calendar. Oh, I'm already booked. You don't have to know that I'm on a date. All you know is that I'm already booked. A lot of people, what they try and do is like, they take, they take a look at the value of that scheduled agenda. And then they, now they start to prioritize like, well, this is Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Right. And it's like, Oh, my wife will understand. And then they'll reschedule the wife instead of being true to that calendar. And so one thing that Oprah says, just stay true to the calendar. They will understand if they're trying to book your time, just if you're booked already for whatever reason, like you're booked. And so for me, work balance, life balance. And that's what I'm saying. We need to define this balance thing because I, I don't want to say it's possible, but I just think that it's about time management. And if you do it properly, you could have more than you could run faster than when you think you could. I don't know. I, I think know. I think that's next level. I think you just got on your high horse <laughs> and you're like, oh, watch me with my time management. Let me pull out my my agenda. <laughs> but, but Relax. I wasn't, I wasn't Get off your high horse. Seriously. <laughs> I wasn't always like that. Like, what do you do? Like, if 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 because you have, have, so you, I have a like I 
similar to you. I do have a schedule, but for me, because of the way things are in my family, and I would think with seven kids, this would also be necessary. You have to be flexible too. Yeah. That um, <laughs> See, you have to like things, emergencies <laughs> no, come up, things come up yeah. that require your attention sometimes and you have to just, so that's why I'm saying, I think I, I love that idea and I subscribe to that, but I think there also has to be like yeah. tons of flexibility. I agree hundred percent. I had this conversation with Mike, my husband. So I, in the past, I have always said to myself, I'm not organized. I can't, I don't have good time management. And I wasn't speaking to myself in a, in a way that I was actually affirming that I can develop that skill. So recently I, I changed my thoughts or I changed the way that I speak to myself. So I'm like, I am organized. And as, because I am organized, I'm allotting time. So I'm doing time management now. I'm going into my calendar and I'm time blocking. The thing is, is when I was talking to Mike, I, we were sitting and having breakfast and I told him, I was like, oh man, babe, like I'm, I'm feeling stressed because I'm supposed to be upstairs working and I'm not working. And he's like, hold up. He's like, if you're doing time allotment, it just means that that time is allotted for that test. Things will always come up. You have to be flexible. And then when he said that, I was like, it's so true because what happens is that when we come to this mindset of like, okay, it's in the calendar. I'm not saying like calendar is important. You want to follow your calendar and you want to make sure that you're successful in the things that you do. However, if things come up, we have kids. I have four kids, right? I'm like, if the school calls me when I'm in the midst of work, I can't be like, oh, let's wait. I'll wait until 12 to 1 when I have a break. Like, I have to mm -hmm. go in, right? So there has to be a flexibility. And I think when it comes to time, when it comes to this unicorn of, um, oh, I forgot the word. What is it called? Um, what were we talking about right now? <laughs> oh, the, the like, work-life balance kind of thing. Let me get off my high horse. See what yeah. happens? I was like, I didn't do anything, uh, dude. I didn't do, this is all you. I'm just trying to follow right now what's happening. He's like, what is she saying? No, but when it comes to this unicorn work-life balance, I have. I think we have to realize that is not a perfect allocation of time. It's not a perfect following of a calendar, but rather what it is is an aspiration and intention of writing down exactly what you're gonna do yeah. and then being flexible. Because I do agree with you, Miguel. Is when you allocate time, you can do way more mm -hmm. than we just leave it up to chance and be and then you're like all heavy and anxious because you're like oh my gosh i have to do all these things and then you end up overworking yourself one day and then not doing anything for the next three days so here's here's a question for you and i think that the, these two things if married together properly i think you can have a successful whatever it is that you do which one's more important prioritizing or time management prioritizing i, I agree. agree and so that's the, that's what it comes down to right so if i put in there I'm Oprah and I'm going on a date with my with my spouse and Jennifer Lopez calls me because my priority is number one, which is family. I will say I'm, I'm booked or I'm busy. If I'm down here and my school calls me or the, the my children's schools calls and says so and so got into bumped his head, come and get him because my priority is number one, I will drop work to go pick up my child. Yeah. Right. So as long as your priorities are at bay. And as long as they are aligned and all your actions then therefore uh, can contribute to that order of priority, right? So, yeah, I, I think, and I agree with you on that. I think it's priority and then time management and then time management if done correctly. I think it can marry them both properly, right? Yeah. I think just to add to that, to, in order to identify what your priorities are, I think you have to go back to what is it that I value? 
Mm. And then you create your priorities off of the things that you value. Yeah. Um, so anyway. what? So what's number one in your in your book? In my book, I think it goes values because you have to you have to get clear on what you value. If you if you value your family, then you're going to set your family as a priority, right? Okay. I I believe in my so I have my favorite F's that I always follow through or I try always to follow through, right? So my first F is always faith. Yeah. Then my second F is always uh, family. My third F is always fitness. So mm. those are my three priorities that no matter what. I will always realign and double check when I feel like I'm off course, because I think with life and how busy things are, that sometimes we get lost in the choices that we make, because sometimes things that don't really require us to do and somebody asks us, we're more willing to say yes if we're not clear on our priorities, right? But if we're clear on our priorities, then we can we can say no. We yeah. can say because it doesn't align for whatever reason. Um, and then it just helps us. What's yours? Your top three. My top three values values priorities yeah oh okay so it would definitely be faith and family fitness has kind of become <laughs> mm. so <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> she used to wake up at three this is one of the yeah. ogs of 3 a.m club oh my gosh yeah three. Mm -hmm. three you don't do it anymore right yeah it's four yeah. Hey, Slack. I'm a four two. High five, Slacker, Sandra. Slacker. I'm I'm still three a.m. Like I... that's that's what I do because I'm built different. Jeez. Okay, get off your that's high a, horse. Seriously. That's, that's, that's what the kids say. You didn't know that. So the kids, listen. If you oh, you don't have young kids. If you ever talk to kids and you're like, I'm just built different, they'll think you're like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Okay. I'm, built I'm being serious. <laughs> it's so cringy when an adult does it though. I'm just built different. Jeez. <laughs> Like the looks that Sandra and I gave you, like, what? It's the cringiest thing you can say. So if any parents are listening or watching, I'm telling you, it's, uh, that's why I like Sandra's explanation. Yeah. Okay, cool. What is, uh, so what are your, so faith, family, faith, family, faith, family. And right now, honestly, it's my career and the career? business trying yeah. to get that. Those yeah. are my, and that's why fitness has become like fourth fifth on my list of priorities yeah. yeah and i think that's another thing to kind of acknowledge um is that that that's your priorities will change there's yeah. gonna be some that are core um through your life unless you change as a person like actually um make different decisions or whatever go off course mm -hmm. that happens sometimes but i otherwise i think there are some things that are absolutely mm -hmm. core 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 yeah. and then there might be like now for me so yeah. here's a question i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw a big wrench on this and i think it's gonna split the decision okay so both of you have said faith and i said faith as well why not family then faith uh, go ahead you, you, you. no you i want to hear you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you first. so um in my heart it is something i struggle with between faith and family sometimes um because family is so tangible they're right there you can't help but love them and you know whereas faith is not tangible okay. it's it is um it is something i always work at but i recognize that when i am really exercising faith when i am really praying when i'm really studying the scriptures and i'm really having a desire to put god first in my life that it influences big time in a good way the choices i make which benefit my family mm. so but it's still an ongoing thing for me it's sometimes they switch back and forth okay 
Yeah. I think for me, a hardcore is faith. And that's, I, I, it's because that's what I've relied on the last couple of years that have been really hard. And I can see my efforts that sometimes we, we think that for faith, we have to spend like hours on a day or like a really long time in order to develop it. But I, I have experienced so much change in my life from developing 30 minutes a day. So I do my scripture study 30 minutes. And then after that, I get a chance to do everything. But even the way that I feel like God has spoken to me and has influenced my workouts, has influenced the way that I parent, the way that I like the wife that I am and my relationships, it's been incredible. So I think the fact of like when I started it, I started it because I knew I wanted to. Did I have a desire? Perhaps not, not 100%. But then as I kept doing it, that change that desire was there and then that desire is so intense within me right now because i've seen the changes in my life so i think for me hardcore like hmm. faith is first so i'm gonna get on my high horse right here Do it. <laughs> you gotta, get on get on let me see you I, get on I Put, dare, you gotta go like this i dare you <laughs> is that how you get on a horse that is that's how i envision getting on that is like the weirdest thing i've ever that seen that is how you get on the horse like you put your leg over and you're like no, that is the weirdest. The, don't do that ever again. Because 100% I'm going to do that every day. <laughs> Get on your high horse. I, uh, no, I was just joking. No high horse. Here. But I agree with both of you, actually. It's uh, And how it was explained to me a long time ago is if you put God first and you do it right, family becomes first. But if you put family first, doesn't matter how well you do it, you'll always put God second. Right. In the sense of <clears throat> if, you know, uh, Sunday morning, you should go to church. Right. It's it's go, go and, and, and worship and renew your covenants and all these different things. But I prefer to go for a drive with my family. Right. I'm putting my family first. Right. And so it's uh, when you do it in reverse, it's God always, always comes second. Right. However, when you put God first and you do it properly and you worship properly, then he turns around and teaches you to put your family first, mm-hmm. right? And so, and at the end, of, at the end of the day, family and, and <clears throat> family and faith—they're not one and two anymore. They become one, right? Yeah. And so, when you one will grab the other, the other one will leave the other behind, right? And so, yeah. So for me, it's faith, faith, family, and then uh, business, and then personal. I like what you said because it, it totally gave me the mental picture that faith creates a link in things that you 100%. do. hundred percent. Right. So that could be whatever our priorities are. hundred percent. Faith just allows that chain to keep going and getting stronger. Yeah. There was a, there was a, a church leader who would start, he was a politician. I forget his name, but he would start all of his meetings with prayer. And there were many people in the room that were of different faith. And then he just said, <clears throat> let's start with prayer. You know, whether or not you believe it's just, if you believe, great. If you don't, you know, that's great. But let's just pray and then just ask a higher power to guide this meeting. And he was the, like, the, a cornerstone to that community because all the all the practices, all the bylaws, everything that came out of that office was always aligned with the people, right? And so because you were putting someone else in front of you, right? Yeah. Versus the other way around, you put the people first and then it's just like, and then you can't please everybody, right? So, yeah, I think it's just proper alignment, right? So that's yeah. that's my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what does putting faith first look like for you guys? Ooh. So for me, uh, I put faith first in a couple of ways. I get up really early because I do my morning routine and my morning routine includes my scripture reading. So I start off with prayer. 
then I do um, I do journaling. And after that, I do 30 minutes of scripture reading. So that would be in the morning. At night, um, it's teaching my kids. So we do one scripture every night. And then it and then after that, I do church and just being present and being kind. I think that's the way that I that I that I tangibly uh, exercise my faith. And then there are times that I struggle through it. I stumble through it. But yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, just following closely the uh, following closely, like the minimums, right? Um, there's the minimums is pray together, um, you know, go to worship together, go to church together kind of thing. Uh, home evenings, <clears throat> very important. So those are like the bare, the bare minimums. Then there's like the magnifying your calling, right? Going above and beyond. And those don't come every day, right? And so uh, waking, I remember one time I had to, somebody called me at 2 a.m. in the morning uh, to go give a blessing, right? And so those are the one-offs. Those are the magnifying your callings, right? And th they don't come every day. Uh, but then stepping up to that to that plate as well when it comes. Um, so for me, it's just doing the bare bone minimums. Doing that, I felt that, especially during the pandemic, through the two years, it really brought us together. <clears throat> and when I say this, and for anyone who's listening, I I have to be very sensitive to what I say, the, like what I'm the following what I'm about to say. But for us as a family, the pandemic, and again, I don't want to minimize people's struggle throughout the two years because it was a very hard time, a lot of loss of family, you know, death, income, and all these different things. But for us, even though we did get sick. The two years was actually a huge blessing because it did bring us together. I was able to work from home in between my workshops. I would go upstairs, wrestle with the kids, throw them around, spend that 15, 20 minutes and then come back down as well. Right. I would, uh, I would, uh, troll their classes all the time. I'd give them bunny ears, right. And just go behind, pick their nose off to the side. Right. Teachers were looking at this finger, kind of like going up my kid's nose. And so you would do that. Yeah. You literally just picked your own nose. Right I did. Now. I, was, it was, I didn't go all the way in. I didn't go all the way in. I just went off to the side. Right. Oh <laughs> I just went. Maria's a big fan of, we're not going to talk about that. We'll, we'll deal with that on another podcast. Yeah. That's a yeah. definitely different podcast. But it was, it was. And if you ask my kids, they will say the same thing, right? It was, uh, it was a, it brought us together as a family winters we were out there snowball fights making snowmen spearing them wrestling with them and you know, the trampoline in the backyard so again for us it was i i we enjoyed it right we enjoyed it forced tegan to not work which both of you are her clients and you know the hours that she puts in yeah. right so for those five six months she stopped so she, the only thing she can be was a mom, right? And so for me, and again, it, I'm, I, I'm not, I, with this comment, I don't want to take away any any challenges that people had throughout the two years. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so um, I don't know. So going back to your question, faith, really, you do the bare bones, it, it will bring the family, the family together. So what is your, what does faith look for you? I um, do the same thing as what both of you talked about. Something that I've just started, because I feel like faith, I have to remember it through the day. It's not just when I'm reading my scriptures. Yeah. It's not just when I'm saying my prayers. It's not yeah. just when I'm at church. And so I have to remind myself, like um, even just coming back from the temple, I, I try and go every week. Mm -hmm. And I, if I see someone struggling with something, if even if I'm just driving down the road, 
exercising faith by just having a prayer for that person, like some a very sincere prayer, not just a, hmm. you know, but actually observing what is going on around me it's so that hard. I'm infusing, trying to infuse and remember the Lord through the day. And even when I'm at work and I'm, you know, yeah. trying to really bring point. him into my life. What if you get cut off by somebody on the, on the, on the road? You're not like you. But that that'll <laughs> see that's part of progression. Um, one day, if I'm having a bad day, I know I will react poorly. I know it. You react every day with me, Sandra. <laughs> there is always forgiveness. Come on now. <laughs> you react to me every single time I see you. <sighs> I'm scarred. But yeah, no. Sorry, what you were saying? Yeah, no. Just just that that uh, you know, just trying to bring it throughout my day, not just yeah. when I'm having my quiet moments at mm -hmm. four in the morning. Yeah. You know, I agree. Awesome. I definitely agree. So what's our conclusion? Can we have, can we be successful in whatever success is? Cause some, so for somebody being a stay home mom or a stay home dad or a working mom or a working dad, being the best brother, being the best sister. So whatever success looks like, right. But in this specific case, we're talking about careers, right? So can we be successful in career and can we be successful in family at the same time? I think so. I would say so. It, as long as we, what success, again, what is success? Right. So right. by my definition of success, then yes, I think you can. Uh, same thing with my definition of success. I think all of us have, I think that's the important thing and takeaway here is that you have to be clear about what your definition of success is because all of us have different fi family circumstances. Yeah. So I think realize what your family circumstance is. Maybe you have a lot more hard things to do. Maybe you're a single parent. Maybe you struggle with that timing of working yeah. and spending time with your kids. But maybe even within those pockets of times, there are ways that you're like, okay, maybe doing this, I can spend maybe an extra 15 minutes and being intentional, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just figuring out where you are, not comparing because your life is never going to be the same as somebody else's life. And then really making an effort, sort of what we were talking about, that 1% yeah. of just identifying and trying to work, uh, trying to work towards that. So yeah. I think you can. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing here. <clears throat> and the quote that comes to mind, and both of you are very familiar with it, no success can compensate for the failure in a home. Yeah. Right. So whatever success is, because yeah, the definition of success can mean different things for different people, but also what it implies to can mean different things for different people, right? Success in a family, success in finances, success in studies, right? So whatever it is, but no success, whatever it is, either in the family, but so everything except for family, no success can ever compensate for a failure in the home. And so and I think it comes down to priorities again, right? Yeah. And values. If you put that family as first and then you work your butt off for number two, which is family, fitness, whatever it is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we can have both as well. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. <clears throat> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Do you want to give our outro? I did the intro, so now you have to give the outro. The outro. Okay, a little shout out here to MJ Garcia. Thank oh, you yeah. so much for popping in here. I see you've commented. We're trying a different format out, so but we 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 do see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he says here. What does that say? Can you read that? Oh here, let gosh. me make it bigger. Ah. Okay. Hold on. MJ says I used to have the fear of missing out. It's really weird and odd concept, but I used to fear not being there or attending certain things. I I did that so much that I kind of neglected my own personal time and I limited mm -hmm. myself. I knew at some point I won't always 
be able to attend certain things. So I'm trying to put time aside for my own being so I can build a habit and be able to do that when I have a family. Wow. That's great. Wow. Honestly, and I think all of us go through the fear of missing out. Yeah. 100% resonates with me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. MJ is awesome. I love MJ. He's yeah. like, he's like, he's stacked too. He's so muscular. You told me he like lifts 8,000 pounds. 8,000 pounds. Okay, wow. MJ, you have to send us a video. I need to see this. <laughs> I legit need to see this. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for our podcast. We, I, we love sharing our thoughts and ideas with you. We really want hope that you get something out of it that can help your life. And if you have any questions, just make sure you connect with us at. Uh, sorry, I wasn't ready for that. What? Come on, Miguel. Yeah, <laughs> Info yeah. at mtclive.com. We love you guys. Have an amazing day, an amazing week, and we will see you next Monday. Oh, wait, wait, hang on. One more thing. What? Yeah, we got to give us the thank you. Oh, shoot. Oh, I my so gosh. Nice. What is happening right what, here? Okay, legit. Newbie, mister. Newbie. <laughs> newbie. Okay, 100%. We want to thank our special guest, Sandra. She has been incredible. You guys have no idea how much she's helping us out with our copy, the things that we're creating, yeah. the content that we're creating. We're actually creating a workbook that helps. Yes. Yeah. We're really excited about this. Well, Miguel and I and Sandra are uh, are going to be working together on putting out this content, yeah. which is a workbook that's going to help us to get better one step at a time. So it's about tackling that big elephant, purple elephant. Purple elephant. He has this obsession with a purple elephant. I am obsessed with the purple I elephant. I know, but anyway, yeah. we do it one bite at a time. It's helped it's helped us it's in helped our us, lives yeah. and we really want to share those things that have helped us yeah. um so yeah be on the lookout it is going to be free as well so we're super excited about that yeah during the summer i did my uh my trip my camping trip and i did mention and i mentioned in there that i, w I wanted to put together something where people can just download and figure it out well this is it so for those who are following and saw that post and they're wondering when this because I, I am funny enough i'm getting comments like when are you putting this thing out just letting you know it's coming in the next couple of weeks yeah. we've tag team all three of us uh she's helping us out we've creating it but that's a free downloadable so that can help you yeah one step at a time sandra if they want to get a hold of you how, how do they do that uh linkedin is the best way to connect with me so linkedin what linkedin what? so it's sandra b on linkedin just sandra b b-e-a-t-t-y b-d oh b-d okay b-e-t E-T-T-Y. No, B-E-A. -E <laughs> wow. Oh, my don't, God. Don't ask the Spanish All person. All right. Did not. <laughs> we, ha we have this rule, no big words. No. So clearly, BD is a big word for us. It's her last name. <laughs> it's her last name. How can it be a big word? What is happening? Okay. If you want to connect with Sandra, make sure you send us uh, send send us um, an email yeah. as well, and we will get you into contact with her. Her stuff is amazing. We did a working session for her with her for an hour last last week an hour and a half last hour week. and a half it gave us so much clarity yeah, yeah. miguel and i were struggling hardcore yeah. and so she gave us so much clarity she is the person you want to talk to so yeah. make so sure if, you give her a yeah i know if you're thinking about building a business and you're just trying to figure out how to get your product out there she will help you with her questions it's absolutely. absolutely amazing yeah all right that's it any, nice. last, any last words nope no nope. <laughs> <laughs> she's like the entire Can... time she was just like <laughs> Miguel, Sandra, poor Sandra, she's like, it's so true. I feel like I'm sitting at a piano. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's like, get me out of here. All right, guys, we love you. We have, we hope you have an amazing week. Okay, we'll see you next Monday. Later, later, guys. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.